Listeners, Ben, you should make this the part that you put at the beginning before the thing. Okay. Keep score for yourselves and report on the forums or the Facebook page how you're doing. Yeah. See if you're able to do better or worse than Lewis. Welcome to RequestCast, the request-based podcast. I'm Lewis Powell. And I'm Ben Heaton. And today's request comes from Linus, and Linus requests that Ben make an interesting a list of interesting facts which aren't necessarily true. One by one, Lewis has to guess whether each fact is true or false without using Wikipedia. It then gives us the option to reverse rules and repeat, but Ben and I have already decided we're not going to do that because I am not good at bluffing. And that's what this is all about. Yeah, I think the first arrangement that Linus proposed plays to our strengths. Agreed. So I've prepared a list of 12 statements. Only 12? Okay. Some of them are true, some of them are false. And I'm not even going to tell you how many are in which category. Oh, this episode should just be called Make Lewis Look Like an Idiot. (laughs) That's the subtitle of this episode. Well, if I told you how many were true, then by the time we got to the end, you would know what the last one was. Well, assuming you told me as we went whether or not I got them right, I was assu- I was assuming you wouldn't reveal the answers till the end of the episode. Oh, I was thinking that I'd be giving the correct answers as we go. Now, are we doing this how to tell a lie style or whatever, where I don't know what the actual name of the, to tell the truth? What's the thing? Where I like to ask you follow-up questions? Or am I just guessing straight up based on the sentence? Uh, guessing straight up, but I mean, if there's some clarification needed, like if you're not really sure what it is that's being claimed in the statement, you can ask about that. Okay, but I can't, I can't push you for support. Yeah. Okay. I tried not to make any of these like false for dumb trivial reasons. You know, William Shatner owns three pairs of green socks type things, where it's a lie, but only because he actually owns five. Yes. I don't know how to succinctly describe that category of, like, false for stupid reasons, but yes, I will be glad if we're not trying to get ones that are, I guess, technically false, but just of truth? I don't know. Alright, statement one. Romantic poet Samuel Taylor Coleridge was born in a manger after his parents were turned away from an inn. What? What? <laughs> oh, God! Oh! Oh, Ben, (laughs) that should be obviously false, but I feel like I'm going to say that, and then you're going to... Oh, this episode is just designed to make me look dumb. That's why I was eager to do it. (laughs) Because I'm going to... Like, okay, you know what? First one, I'm just going to go with my gut, which says false. This is not true. This This didn't happen to Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Not true. Alright, do you want me to reveal now? I guess if you're not telling me the number in each category, then yeah, you should reveal as we go. You're correct, it's false. Ugh, okay. Samuel Taylor Coleridge was, as far as I was able to determine, not born in a manger. Oh wait, so, so, most likely false. Yeah. It would have to be a really unusual fact about him that, for some reason, nobody has recorded or mentioned at all. Or discussed the parallels to the story of Jesus' birth. Right. Okay. One down. Lewis is one for one. Uh, By the way, I also determined the order of these statements randomly, because I was worried that otherwise you'd be able to guess patterns in how I would order them. 
<laughs> I think you're designing it to defeat a foe who's much more like you than I am. <laughs> yeah, sure. On multiple choice exams, I get worried if there's like too many bees in a row. And I think they wouldn't have put that many bees in a row. But like, I don't look for patterns. Well, maybe not consciously. <laughs> All right. Second statement. The famous astronomer Tycho Brahe died because he was at a dinner party and had to pee, but he couldn't find a polite opportunity to excuse himself, so he held it in too long and then he died. <laughs> could, you, could you repeat that? The famous astronomer Tycho Brahe died because he was at a dinner party and had to go pee, but he couldn't find a polite opportunity to excuse himself, so he held it in too long and then he died. Yeah, let me say this. Linus should consider him or herself fortunate that I'm going by the spirit of the request and not the letter of the request here. Because technically it just says I can't use Wikipedia. It says nothing <laughs> about other online resources, but I am not going to use any because obviously that would defeat the entire point. Ah, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so Tycho Brahe is a famous astronomer. I know that much. Right, That that's not the claim being made here. I know, I'm just saying, it boosts the credibility. It's not like you got the occupation wrong when you were making up this fact. Sorry, is the claim that Tycho Brahe died at that dinner party? Or later, from complications arising from failure to pee in a timely fashion? Later, but caused by him having done this. Okay, because that's much more plausible. I don't buy that he had to pee so badly at a dinner party that he died at the dinner party. No, he, he just had some you know, kidney or bladder issues from it and died. All right, I'm feeling a bit cocky from my victory over the first question. So I'm going to say true. I'm going to say this strange fact that I've never heard before about Tycho Brahe is indeed a fact about Tycho Brahe. You are correct. What? No! <laughs> <laughs> no way! <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> this is a story that I first heard from a math professor in college, and at the time I assumed it was like some urban legend about Tycho Brahe, but it turns out to actually have happened. There's some disagreement about what exactly the complications were, whether it was an issue with his bladder or his kidneys or something else, but as far as I was able to determine, this did in fact happen to him. What kind of dinner party was this, where there were no opportunities to excuse himself? I'm not sure. Okay. He, he was a Danish noble, so it was probably some very important formal occasion. I'm pretty sure that the higher up you are, it's like the, the further out you are on the nobility lines, like if you are at the very bottom or the very top, I'm pretty sure you get to pee whenever you want. I don't think he was at the very top. No, I'm just saying, like... I think this may have been hosted by someone higher up who he wanted to impress by not going off and peeing. I want to be clear, I'm not endorsing his behavior. <laughs> oh, Ben. I understand. You You are disappointed in people when they pee. I get it. Okay, so I'm two for two. Yeah, you're doing well. But clearly I was more surprised than anyone that I got that second <laughs> one right. You should be guessing the one that you think is likely, right? I don't know. It's like the Princess Bride scene. Like, is the wine in your glass or mine? And... Yeah, I need to divine from what I know of you whether you're the sort of man who would choose a preposterous truth to try and get me to say that it's false or 
choose a mundane truth to make me think, oh, that must be false because it's so boring no one would make it up. Inconceivable, Ben. Continue. Are you ready for the next one? I am ready for number three. I've got a perfect record so far. All right, number three. The Gutenberg Bible did not include the Book of Daniel due to a printing error, and some people making later editions of the Bible followed this precedent, not realizing that it was unintentional. Okay. See what I was saying about, like, a seemingly mundane fact? Like, I don't know. I'm sure, like, a printing error messing up the Gutenberg Bible is a big deal, but, like, also plausible. It was one of the first things printed on the printing press. I'm sure there were some errors in a bunch of stuff on the printing press. So the claim is there was an accidental omission of the book of Daniel, which later Bible publishers, some of them, picked up on thinking it was on purpose. Yes. What happens in the book of Daniel? Uh, That's the one with Daniel being in the lion's den. I don't know the whole story of what goes on in it. Okay. Uh, So are you just bluffing or are you double bluffing? That's the question. I did not read the book of Daniel in the course of researching this, if that's what you're asking. (laughs) No, that's not what I meant. (laughs) I meant, did you pick something? Oh, okay. It sounds true, but that's not necessarily my guess. Oh, the book of Daniel. Now, okay, here's a clarificatory question. When you said you wouldn't pick things that were, like, technically false, Mm -hmm. suppose this whole story had happened, but instead of the book of Daniel, it was the book of, like, I don't know, Elijah or something. Would you count that as making this technically wrong? If it had been the book of Elijah instead of the book of Daniel, then I would not consider asking this about the book of Daniel to be an interesting falsehood. Okay. I'm gonna say... I'm trying to remember if I've ever heard anything like this. I'm not like a Gutenberg Bible scholar of any sort. Or, I don't know, whatever's like seven grades down from scholar enthusiast i'm not i'm not a gutenberg bible enthusiast mm-hmm. i don't even have a copy of the gutenberg bible in my in my room last time you were in dc did you go to the library of congress they have one there <laughs> do they let you flip through it and see if the book of daniel is included i haven't tried wait are you allowed to lie when you say things like that no that's true i haven't gone to the library of congress and tried to flip through it okay It was locked under glass the last time I saw it, so... Open to what page? I don't remember. Was it the Book of Daniel? Ah! I'm saying false. This did not happen with the Gutenberg Bible. It probably happened with the King James Bible or something. This is false. What? Yes! False. Ha-ha! Three for three! Alright, fourth one. You know the card game Set, right? Yes. Was that it? True. True, I do know that game. The person who designed the game Set was inspired by her research on canine epilepsy. (laughs) What? The person who designed the game set was inspired by her research on canine epilepsy. Inspired to make the game set? Yes. Yeah, I guess I should have been clear that there's a connection there. It's not... (laughs) Not, She invented this game and later found canine epilepsy research to be inspirational. That's so funny. Oh. Ah. Like, this has... So, I'm sure the canine epilepsy research specialists in the audience are laughing at me right now for not knowing whether or not there's any plausibility there. But, like, it has the air of plausibility to my untutored ear that, like, maybe when you do research on canine epilepsy, you show them shapes to see if they detect pattern matching and, like, activate different parts of the brain when you do your fMRI thing. Or, I don't know, maybe it was a CAT scan. I don't know what they had back when SET was invented. 
Wait, I got the last one correct, right? Yeah. When I said it was false? Did you just make it up out of whole cloth, or was it... Yeah, I made that one up. Okay. When you made them up, did you go check and make sure you didn't accidentally make up a thing that happened? Yes, I did. I checked that the Gutenberg Bible did have the Book of Daniel. <laughs> uh, and also you made sure it had the Book of Elijah as well, right? Well, I already knew that. Everyone knows okay. that. Is that is that even a real book? I want to look it up on Wikipedia, but I can't. Okay. So, I'm going to say true. I'm going to say this canine epilepsy thing... I'm going to sound dumb saying it. I understand that. I'm going to sound like an idiot saying yes here, but I'm going to say true. You are correct. What? Oh my god, Ben. Four for four. <laughs> Who would have predicted? Who would have predicted? The inventor of SET, Marcia J. Falco, was in fact inspired by canine epilepsy research. Or so she claims, citation needed Wikipedia. To study the genes and chromosomes in the dog's cells, Marcia created file cards with blocks of information for each dog. Because certain blocks of information were the same on each file card, she drew symbols to represent blocks of data. She used symbols with different properties to represent different gene combinations. While explaining the combinations to the veterinarians she was working with, Marcia decided there could be some fun in the combinations of symbols, and Set was born. Wait a minute. This, Ben, if anybody ever asks you what a Gettier case is, not that that was knowledge, because I was guessing, but my guess was entirely based on the wrong bit of reasoning about canine research. I assumed that they were showing shapes to dogs. Yeah. And that's where she got the idea. I, that's a more plausible interpretation. <laughs> exactly. And yet, my justification is undermined by the fact that that was an insane story about where it came from. Uh, I guess that technically is still being inspired by her canine epilepsy research, but it's more being inspired by her filing system, I guess? I guess it was representing the research. Yeah. Alright, I won't talk myself out of the point. Four for four! Four for four, Ben! Alright, ready for statement five? If I come out, like, greater than nine out of twelve here, you're gonna lose your Andy Kaufman award for disinformation or whatever. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping that at least the listeners, who I assume are following along and trying to guess these, will do worse than you. <laughs> oh. The true Andy Kaufman would actually be lying the whole time about which of these are true or false. Alright, number five. The famous astronomer Tycho Brahe what? had a tame moose that he used to entertain nobles. But one time, the moose walked up some stairs to a room with a lot of beer in it, and it drank the beer, and then it fell down the stairs and died. <laughs> what? What? I need you to tell me what that story is again, because uh, you lost me at had a tame moose. Alright, he had a tame moose that he used to entertain other nobles, but one time, the moose walked up some stairs to a room with a lot of beer in it, and it drank the beer, and then it fell down the stairs and died. Now, presumably, Tycho Brahe would have been mortified by this misbehavior, this impolite behavior on the part of the moose. Well, the moose was not seen urinating. <laughs> presumably, Tycho Brahe would have excused himself rather than just urinate at the table. Uh, I don't want to speculate on hypotheticals. Okay. You're gonna, you're gonna get me with this one. I can talk myself into either one. Ah, here's where it's helpful to know that you put them in random order. Because if you staged the order of these, it would almost certainly have been so that the first Tycho Brahe fact being true 
was designed to make me, like, think more plausible these ridiculous Tycho Brahe facts. Can you tell me how many of these claims are about Tycho Brahe, by the way? No, I cannot. Ah! Well, I can, but I won't. Okay. I feel like six. My guess is that six of them are going to be about Tycho Brahe, which would mean most of the rest of them. Anyway... Taiku Brahe owned a team. False. This is this is false and ludicrous. I say false. That's your first wrong Wait. answer. Oh damn it! I knew it. Ah! Oh. This was number five or number six? Five. You've gone four out of five so far. I just dropped Ben because of your shenanigans from an A plus to a B minus. Well, you should have known that that was how Taiku Brahe's moose died. I didn't know that Taiku Brahe had a moose. This is preposterous. Like, if you were to look up preposterous in the dictionary, it would be a picture of facts about Tycho Brahe. <laughs> I don't know how you take a picture of facts, but that's what it would be. Right, it would not be a picture of Tycho Brahe himself. No, he was a, a very dignified person who died of having to pee, and whose moose got drunk and died from drinking too much. And, or falling down the stairs, I guess. Oh. Alright, let's move on to the next one. Hang on, I need to I need to bolster my confidence after that that blow. Although in fairness, I called it that I was gonna, you were going to get me. <laughs> yeah, so you got that one right. <laughs> I felt like no matter what I said there I was going to be wrong. So that was true? That was true. Tycho Brahe really had a a drunk moose. Yes. For a very short period of time, I guess. I'm not sure how long he had the moose. No, I'm saying it was only drunk. He only had a drunk moose for a short period of time. Right. Alright, six. Okay. The famous astronomer Tycho Brahe had three... <laughs> you, you've got to be fucking kidding me! ...had three children, and all three of them died in duels with the same person, a Danish nobleman <laughs> named Mandrup Parsberg. Okay, how is there not a movie about Tycho Brahe? <laughs> Say this name again? The famous astronomer Tycho Brahe. No... <sighs> Say the whole thing again. The famous astronomer Tycho Brahe had three children, and all three of them died in duels with the same person, a Danish nobleman named Mandrup Parsberg. That's the name, by the way, that I wanted you to say again, was Mandrake Parsnip or whatever. Mandrup Parsberg. Yeah, I am not going to dedicate that name, because there's a 50% chance that you made it up. Oh, 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 Ben! You are killing me with these Tycho Brahe facts. Like, it's very fortunate for you that I don't happen to have any familiarity with Tycho Brahe. Because if I did, surely I would know the story of his drunk moose, his dying from peeing, and his children's three duels. I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote with my heart, and I'm gonna vote for hope, because this story, well, I don't know if it's hopeful. I, I like it, in the sense that having three children who all duel the same person is awesome. <laughs> You said they all died from the duels? Well, from injuries sustained in the duels. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the guy wrong their dad or something? Well, you can't answer that right now. I'm not sure about the causes of the duels. Or even if they were separate causes or the same. Or even if they really happened. Well, I know about that. Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) Uh, I got burned saying the last one was false, and it sounded more ridiculous than this one. Uh, I'm going to say true, and then you're going to make me look like an idiot. This one is false. Ah! Ben! Are you sure you didn't set it up so the easy ones are at the beginning just to, like, make me seem all overconfident? 
I'm sure. Yeah, this was random. Randomness favored like an Icarus-style lesson about hubris. <laughs> oh, that one was false. Yes. Okay. Did you even make up the name of that noble? No, Mandrup Parsberg is the guy who cut off Taika Brahe's nose. I'm so glad that that is that you could say that to me, and that means it's not a later fact I have to guess about because I would have gotten it wrong. Now, see, I didn't include that on here as a statement because I figured that the story of Taika Brahe having his nose cut off was too well known. I don't know anything about Tycho Brahe. Well, you know that he had a metal prosthetic nose, and now you know why. Nope. All right. All right, so... So I'm four for six. Four for six. I am down to a D, Ben. Well, maybe you'll make that up later. Next statement. There is a type of fish called the lake flapper that has its eyes located on its fins. Oh. Now, to be clear, if you just got the name of the fish wrong... That would not be an interesting falsehood. Right. Okay. Called the lake flapper that has eyes on its fins. Yes. I should clarify, not all of its fins, the two side ones. I didn't even think about how fish have other fins. Okay. Now, most fins that I'm familiar with could not support an eye. But there's also some crazy fish. You know what? Marine biology constantly has pictures of scary, frightening beings that live underwater. I'm going to say true. True, there is a fish with eyes on its fins. False. <sighs> ben. You're four for seven. Ben, tell me there's some softballs in here somewhere for me that you're going to lob to me so I don't look so ridiculous. It's hard for me to predict which ones are going to be softballs. We'll talk about that at the end. I was thinking I would get you with the Gutenberg Bible one. Oh, it sounded so plausible. All right, next statement. Okay. The fax machine was invented before the telephone. Oh, hang on. No, that can't be true, because the fax machine transmits data over telephone lines. Ah, oh, wait, unless it does it over stupid... Wait, the... Te no, false, false. The fax machine was invented in, like, the 70s. I say false, and even if you say it's true, I think I'm still right. It is true. What? No, no... They transmit over telegraph lines. Ben, I challenge. Is there an arbiter who can, like, verify this for me? Because I do not believe this. Well, Wikipedia would confirm it, for one thing. Well, just what year was the fax machine invented? Uh, some early experimental ones were developed in 1846. Uh, what? The pan telegraph, which was in commercial use in France in 1865, was one that used telegraph lines. Was it a fax machine? It was the first commercial telefax service some 11 years before the invention of telephone. Oh, Ben! No! Yeah. No! No. Fine. I'm four for eight now, right? Yeah. Oh! Just four left to go. My highest possible score at this point is a 66%. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah! <laughs> uh, listeners... Ben, you should make this the part that you put at the beginning before the thing. Okay. Keep score for yourselves and report on the forums or the Facebook page how you're doing. Yeah. See if you're able to do better or worse than Lewis. This quiz is bullshit right now. I liked it when I was winning. <laughs> well, All right. Maybe some of the listeners will end up being zero for eight at this point. Fact nine. Let's go. Fact nine. Female kangaroos have three vaginas. <laughs> what? Female kangaroos okay. have three yeah, vaginas. Yeah, no, I heard what you said. All right. Just to be clear, that's three vaginas each, not in total. 
<laughs> ben. 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 Okay. Listeners, I want you to understand what I'm doing here. I can't. I've lost all of my confidence in my ability to reason. There's no Logos anymore. There's only chance. I'm going to flip a coin to decide which way to vote now. I have a coin. Heads, Susan B. Anthony is going to be true. And tails, whatever's on the back of a Susan B. Anthony, I guess an eagle, is going to be false. Is that the one where the eagle is on the moon? Uh, yes. The eagle's on the moon and the claim is false. The coin is wrong. This is true. Yeah. God, I'm... Mm. <sighs> when in doubt, things in Australia are bizarre. That's what I should have gone with. Yeah. Hindsight, when you tell me the answer, is uh, 2020. So hindsight and an answer key are 2020. Marsupial reproduction turns out to be really weird. It would almost have to be. Okay. All right. Next one. Uh, number 10. Yeah, I'm going to do worse than chance. I'm going to do worse than if I just guessed at random. Well, you can get up to six by getting two out of the next three right. Yeah, let's, we'll, we'll see. Alright, claim ten. Yeah. Leap seconds are about three percent longer than regular seconds. Three percent? Yes. Now, why wouldn't they just have them be regular seconds and say that there's like 2.5 leap seconds or whatever in the adjustment? That's the question. However, I have never in request cast history gone wrong by assuming that systems for measuring or calculating or keeping track of time are nonsense. <laughs> True. Leap seconds are longer than regular seconds. False. They're the same length. What? Oh, Ben. Ben, I, I hate you. Oh. I figured you'd be willing to believe that any weird timekeeping thing is, in fact, true. Yeah. Oh. They don't know very far in advance when there's going to need to be a leap second. It's based on astronomical measurements that you can't really predict ahead of time. Oh, oh Ben. Claim 11. The author J.K. Rowling's husband has a lightning bolt-shaped scar on his forehead from an injury that took place six years after the publication of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> ben, that's just mean. This is mean. It sounds so obviously false. Just so obviously false. There's no way this is true. When you say lightning shaped. Lightning bolt shaped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, here's what I'm asking. There's a pretty canonical representation of what Harry's scar looks like. Yes. Is the claim that this guy has a scar from six years after Harry Potter came out that looks like the canonical scar? Yes. It's not, so like, if he just has like a weird striated lightning bolt pattern, you know, more like what lightning actually looks like. No, it looks like, like what you'd get if you'd asked somebody to draw a lightning bolt. The lines aren't, you know, perfectly straight, it's... False. This is, this is false. There's no, there's a zero percent chance that this is true. You're correct. Oh, thank God. Alright, so you've gotten five, five right so far. Five out of eleven. Are you ready for the final statement? Yes. Two of the writers for the TV show Mystery Science Theater 3000 had degrees in robotics. Two of the writers? Yes. Was Joel Robinson a writer? I think so. Okay, follow-up question. When you say degrees in robotics, does that mean that that is the word written on their diploma? Or like if they were in computer engineering, is that going to count? Specifically robotics engineering. 
See, and I've been looking up Mystery Science Theater trivia all week for no good reason. And I haven't come across this. But I have, I've been looking up stuff about the show, not about the writers. I'm going to say true. There's like a billion writers on there. True. False. What? Oh. Oh. Five out of twelve. So, listeners, how did you do? Did you beat Lewis's score? Let us know on Facebook or the forums or something. I don't know. Wait, so how many of them were true and how many of them were false? There were uh, five true and seven false. Oh, this was uh, initially very encouraging and then very disheartening, Ben. Yeah, you had a really good run at the start. I was worried. Yeah, if anybody stopped listening a third of the way into the episode, (laughs) they will have very misguided views about how well I'm doing. All right, so, Linus, I hope this is uh, as enjoyable and entertaining as you were imagining. And I hope I didn't accidentally get any of those truth values wrong. But if I did, correct me on the forums. See you guys. Well, no, you'll hear us next time. On RequestCast. <laughs> RequestCast is powered by the requests of listeners like you. You can send us your requests on the web at requestcast.com.